Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. Today's a special day. It's Tuesday, and on the Employment Matters podcast, it's Travel Tuesday, where each week we get the chance to dial in our members from around the world to share with us some of the most important things we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. Today, we're learning a lot more about doing business in Hong Kong, and I'm pleased to welcome Cynthia Chung and Elsie Chan, partners at Deacons from Hong Kong, to the show. Ladies, welcome. Thank you so much, Pete. This is going to be a great learning proposition for all of us. We want to learn more about Hong Kong. Cynthia, let's start with you if we can. Can you give us just a general overview of the jurisdiction, something about the economy, the population, demographics? Sure, of course. Hong Kong is a fairly special place because it is a special administrative region of China. So we are one in part of China, but we have our own government and our own separate administration and legal system. Our head of the government is the chief executive. Currently, you might have heard is Carrie Lam who is elected by an election committee comprising of representatives of various constituencies, industries, but ultimately appointed by the Central People's Government in China. Now, Hong Kong is fairly small. If you look in the map, we're just a little dot. We have a population of around 7.5 million, and half of them is actually working population. So most people actually work in Hong Kong, and we have a lot of self-employed people as well here. Most of the people in Hong Kong speak Cantonese, but because also of our geographic location and the industries that we're in, most people also are either bilingual or trilingual. We all speak English and some Mandarin and other dialects as well. So we're a very international place for doing business. Elsie, fill us in on some of the businesses that are in Hong Kong. What are some of the key industries that Hong Kong seems to focus on? Our main industries are number one, financial services number two, tourism, number three, trading and logistic, and number four, professional and producer services. So as you can see, Hong Kong relies quite heavily on service industries. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about setting a business in Hong Kong, if we can. What are some of the key structural issues that employers would need to address when employing people locally in Hong Kong? Sure. I would say that Hong Kong provides a relatively employer-friendly environment, There are legislation providing protection and benefits to employees. For example, there are minimum wage requirements and there are employment ordinance providing the basic protections. For example, the minimum number of annual leave, holidays and severance protections. But compared with other jurisdictions, I would have thought that the protection provided to employees is relatively low and it is relatively easy for employees in Hong Kong to part with employees. So relatively, it is more easy for employers to structure their staff planning. And although there are trade unions in Hong Kong, but actually the involvement of trade union and the power of trade union is less important than other jurisdictions. So Cynthia, let's then just kind of define the business climate, pro-business or pro-employee in your mind? It's definitely pro-employer still. As Elsie mentioned, we do have some protection in terms of minimum benefits to employees. And more recently, we also have increased protection in terms of anti-discrimination. We have just increased our maternity leave from 10 to 14 weeks. But think about it, it's really just to try to catch up with the standards with other jurisdictions. So they're not sort of any particularly onerous duties on the employers. And also, Elsie mentioned about trade unions. Whilst we have them in Hong Kong, because we don't actually have collective bargaining, That's why the unions are much less active here in Hong Kong. So I would say definitely generally for businesses, it's quite easy 
to establish employment relationships here and as well as parting with their employees. So let's talk about cross-border opportunities. I know that's the big operative word now. I know COVID has restricted a lot of our travel, but as the future turns back to what we're going to call, I guess, the new normal, people are going to start crossing borders, doing more international travel. Tell us about what the prospects for cross-border business opportunities are in Hong Kong. And then are there any immigration standards that make it easy or hard to travel there? Sure, of course. Now, Hong Kong, as I mentioned earlier, although it's very small, and it's actually in a fairly strategic location within Asia. So it's kind of, if you look at the map, we're kind of in the middle of Asia. And we have a really, really good airport and a system of immigration where people can quite easily travel to Hong Kong. So we've always been, at least pre-COVID, we've always been a sort of ideal location where people would come to Hong Kong for transit or set up their business here because of the location and the ease of traveling cross-border. And of course, as I said earlier, we're part of China anyway. So to go over to China, a lot of people still want to come to Hong Kong as a stopover for China. So that's still the case. Although, of course, you know, China had opened up quite a bit and people can travel directly into China. But I think with Hong Kong, we still have that strategic location advantage. Unfortunately, obviously, with COVID, our airport had been extremely quiet. <laughs> and in fact, all the shops there had closed off. That also was the result of the fact that our Hong Kong government had been very cautious with COVID lockdowns. So basically, we have banned for many months now for visitors coming into Hong Kong. So local residents, you can still come in and out of Hong Kong with quarantine requirements, but visitors, it's very hard to come into Hong Kong now. So that's a bit of a bummer. But as you said, hopefully, once the you know, infection eased down a bit, and we've got actually a perfect score now, we, we rarely actually have new cases in Hong Kong. Most cases are imported anyway. So we've actually a very, very good record. So once we open up again, I think because of our infrastructure and also you know, our facilities for tourists and, and other people from the rest of the world, it's going to be a fantastic place for people to come and do business here. Immigration is fairly straightforward as long as you can demonstrate to the government that you've got the necessary skills and you can bring in advantages to Hong Kong, then most likely you'll be granted a work visa. So it's not difficult at all. Um, although, of course, you know, there are some protections for local workers because Hong Kong relies heavily on service industries. We welcome people to come. Wonderful. It sounds like someplace I'm going to come and visit. And I guess now I have two friends I can come visit there, Elsie and Absolutely. Cynthia. Welcome anytime. And we'll take you out for a scrumptious meal. Sounds wonderful. For our listeners that want to find out more about that, if you'd like to connect with Cynthia or Elsie, you'll find their bios by clicking on their names in the description of this podcast. So thanks, ladies, very much. We appreciated your time today. Thank you, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having us. Also, please visit ela.law. On the website, you can receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our online library, or use the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.